Hi, welcome back to the BIBLE podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sydney. Glad you could join us this week on our journey through Galatians. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Audible. Every listen counts. We will get on with it after this short ad. Your car is everything. Your taxi, your moving van, your baby. And for over 30 years, AutoZone has had the parts you can count on to keep it going. But parts are just part of what we do. We're part buddy, part mentor, part of the American way of doing things. So whether you're Mr. DIY or a master mechanic, AutoZone has your parts. Parts are just part of what we do. Let's get to it. First, for a little summary of the book of Galatians, um, Galatia was a Roman province in Asia Minor's central region, and Paul visited this location on one of his three missions to preach the gospel of Jesus. Paul and his gospel message were warmly greeted by the Galatians. Later, however, several protests, as Paul refers to them, arrived and questioned Paul's leadership as well as the foundations of his instruction. So Paul wrote to respond to the challenge to his apostleship and reinforced the central message that inclusion in God's new community is based on belief and faith in the Messiah. Uh, Paul does not begin his letter by addressing the Jerusalem apostles. Instead, he maintains that the gospel he preaches is not for human origin, but rather was given to him by Jesus Christ. Paul is inspired to share the revelation, and he acknowledges that he is the, has the encouragement of the other apostles. Paul then goes on to make his crucial point. Gentiles who became disciples of Jesus do not need to be circumcised. Trust in the Messiah, not keeping the Jewish rules, is what creates the new global family pledged to Abraham. All along, the biblical narrative has been referring to this. But if Torah observance and following Jewish rules are not the foundation of the gospel, won't there be chaos? Well, Paul responds by explaining what spirit-enabled life in the world of Messiah followers look like. Paul concludes by restating the central concept of this letter, which is circumcision and uncircumcision are irrelevant. What matters is the new creation. In order to truly understand the book of Galatians and how we find the truth, we need to know the context. Galatians was written to a number of churches in Galatia. Wait, so Paul's letter wasn't just written to one church like most of his other letters? Uh, No, it wasn't just written to one church. Paul had done missionary work in Galatia and had met and preached to many of the churches there, not just one. Christianity started mostly in Israel, but spread outside of it very quickly. Well, as God said, it was meant for all humanity, and he had meant that. It started becoming known. By the time Paul was a missionary in Galatia and around the area, there was many non-Jews as there were Jews in the Jesus movement. Because of this division, it caused many debates. What were the debates about, and what varied between non-Jewish Christians and Jewish Christians? Well, Israeli Jews were set apart because they practiced the Torah. When practicing the Torah, you must be circumcised and you must eat kosher. Israel believed new people needed to follow the Torah. The reason Paul wrote this letter to all these churches is because Jewish Christians were going against Paul in Galatian churches and saying people needed to follow the Torah or circumcision. Paul is writing to the church confused why the Galatians took on a completely different gospel than what he had preached. After Paul preached but then left Galatia, they started badmouthing Paul behind his back and doing the exact opposite of what he had said. 
Paul defends his message and his authority as an apostle to show them what he said was important. He went to Jerusalem and told other apostles he didn't need people to follow the Torah exactly, and they agreed and accepted it. That is why Paul is so confused when the apostles in the churches of Galatia go against what he had said and what they agreed on. Peter was a main apostle that went against what Paul had said. He would not sit and eat with uncircumcised males, although he had agreed that circumcision wasn't necessary. Paul accused Peter of hypocrisy for not staying true to gospel and completely denying what Paul had preached. Because following the Torah was such a controversial subject that many people disagreed about, Paul brought up the fact of Abraham, his life, and his faith. Paul refers to Abraham and how he just had faith. He didn't just follow the Torah. Abraham was accepted into the kingdom of God by staying faithful, not just following all the rules of the Torah. God's purpose was always to have one large multi-ethnic family on the basis of faith, not the laws of the Torah. And when Paul brought up Abraham, that was the point he was trying to make. Since Paul brought up the point of Abraham and faith, does that convince Jewish Christians the Torah is not as important as they believe? No, although Paul had preached faith and said it was more important than the strict following of the rules, Jewish Christians still thought the only way for non-Jewish Christians to learn the things they needed to, they needed the Torah and the laws. This is the whole reason Paul was angry and even wrote the letter to the churches in Galatia to begin with. Now that we have focused on the context, we can move on to the takeaway and lessons from Galatians. There are multiple things that you can take away and learn. One of them coming from Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. People are not justified by the works of the Torah, but rather by the faith of Jesus the Messiah. And we have faith in the Messiah Jesus. We can dissect this verse and find the takeaways from it. First of all, to be justified is the same as being declared righteous. By being justified and or being declared righteous, you are being forgiven and given a place in God's family. So the verse is saying you don't have to follow the Torah to be declared righteous or justified. You don't need the Torah, but instead we are just justified through faith in Jesus Christ and what he did. Why the Torah then? Well, the laws came 400 plus years later, which means that does not annul the covenant God had already promised and made. The Torah came long after God's promise to Abraham. In Galatians 3.12, we see Paul say, The law does not rest on faith, which basically implies that if we have faith in Jesus Christ, the covenant promised to Abraham will be presented and fulfilled for us too. If you read carefully, God intended for the law to be temporary. The law was presented because of transgressions in the church and between the people. Before faith came, we were imprisoned and blocked until faith would be revealed. So the law was our discipline until Christ came, but now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to this law. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, and you qualify for God's promise. So, laws were good and bad. They kept people in line, which was good, but also exposed sin and made things worse in certain circumstances, which was more bad than good. After Jesus died, there was no point in the Torah because Jesus had already fulfilled God's promises. Spirit is the key to learning and to teaching God's word and fully finding the takeaways from the Bible and Galatians. Laws are good, but Jesus already fulfilled the law by fulfilling his promises. Us loving others is us fulfilling the law. Jesus died on the cross for us, so believing and trusting in him is enough. 
There are many takeaways, but the four life lessons from Galatians are 1. Recognizing crucifixion in a literal and spiritual way. Jesus urged his followers to take up their cross. Paul claims that engaging in the crucifixion has given him a new life. So we have to be crucified to fully be given a new life? No, this isn't a literal translation. It's a spiritual experience. In order to experience Jesus' new creation, we must die to ourselves. This is an existence that we can never fully comprehend. It is lived in faith and fully understood in Christ's grace as he claims. The second lesson we can take from Galatians is the term sons and how it is used to grant us God's promise and love. The term son is used for a very particular purpose. It was the sons who had the rights in Paul's day. As a result, when we read it in that light, we see women raised to the rank of sons. Many versions would substitute terms such as sons and daughters or children, but this dilutes the word's meaning and effect. We had been enslaved, but we are now sons. We are granted unique privilege and opportunity. The third point and lesson is the fruit of the Spirit. What we mean by that is a stable tree produces fruit naturally. Fruit occurs in our lives because we are good disciples of Jesus. How do trees and us being good disciples relate? Well, what that means is that if you are a healthy and faithful Christian, you will produce fruit, also known as the fruit of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gratefulness, gentleness, and self-control. You are not well if the fruit of the Spirit does not appear in your life. Just like if a tree is unwell or unhealthy, it will not produce fruit. The last lesson we can take away from Galatians is the fact we need to do good. By saying that, we mean we are called to be faithful to the work God has given us. We are blessed and now we must be blessings for others. We have talked about context and takeaways and even lessons, but now... What are we going to do? We have information. How do we use it? Well, one of the most valuable lessons we will learn when we adapt these lessons to our lives is that we all live in a varying community and background. We must ask God to fill us with his spirit while we pray for the things we can take away from Galatians. Because we were called to freedom, we must not use our freedom as an opportunity for earthly things, but through love be servants to one another. Walk by the Spirit and do not be fulfilled with the desires of flesh. The fruit of the Spirit is what God wants us to apply, but it requires cultivation and intentionality. We must be faithful and healthy Christians to God, but also for others, and you will be rewarded. In conclusion, we learned the Torah is missing the point. What we take away is new creation. We don't want to miss the point with laws, but with trusting and having faith in Jesus. Another point that Galatians creates is to love God, but to also love others such as loving your neighbor. We've learned the lessons and we've seen what God does in Galatians, but now how do we apply this to our lives? Well, judgment is our enemy. We know now what to do. The hardest part is knowing when to apply these lessons. We do know that love and faith is the source of many good things. God wants us to have a relationship with him and be faithful in the ways we live our lives. Following Jesus is revolutionary, but why? Well, he redeems your life and my life from the pit, and he crowns you and me and everyone with love and compassion, and he restores your soul. He satisfies your desires with good things. His blessings are tailor-made for you and only you. We are children of God that have been named and known.
Thank you for all joining us this week on the BIVLE podcast. Just remember, you are known and loved by the true King. This week, let's all try to apply these life lessons from Galatians to our own lives. We will see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.